This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. It is me, Kyle, here with Jimmy. Hello. And Jesse. Hello. So uh, once again, we've landed recording in the smack dab in the middle of a uh, playoff hockey game, but uh, that does not deter us from our goal of releasing another episode as promised. So, uh, guys, how is it? No, it's good. It's good. Pretty good. Jesse, distracted Mm. by the game, are we? (laughs) Somewhat. I I wouldn't say good, but I also wouldn't say bad, so... Okay, that's fair. I mean, I've been pretty, pretty stressed for like the last like week or so. Mm. I would say, but other than that, I'm pretty good. Well, work, it's good. Uh, work stress. Yeah, it's a uh, work. Yeah, work stress more than anything. But there is, like, like many things in my life, I take, I change my entire mantra of who I am based off of a TED talk that I see. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, and there was one actually, one of my favorite ones that I saw a couple of years ago, which is talking about uh, stress is bad for you if you think stress is bad for you, and stress is great for you if you think stress is great for you. Talks about like if people have a positive outlook on stress, like, and that's something that I I've been trying to do mentally for the last couple of years. Is anytime I feel myself getting stressed out, I have to remind myself like, this is good. It's good that I'm stressed out. Stress or, makes me productive. Yeah, stress makes me productive. Stress means that my heart is beating faster. It means that oxygen's getting to all of my like. It's if you look at all the good things of stress, there's a lot of science. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. There's as much science as normally is in the <laughs> TED talk, but <clears throat> there's a there's a lot. There's a handful of studies that show that people that look at stress in a positive way have all of the positive attributes of stress, like faster thinking and and more. Uh, I guess more cognition with what they're they're doing in the moment when they're stressed versus and and they don't have as much of the negative things as like losing your hair and like panicking and and like that kind of stuff they don't get a lot of the long-term chronic problems of stress if you constantly look at stress as a good thing Hmm. so i just have to remind myself that if i'm stressed it means that i'm pushing i'm pushing my limits out which is fine so that's that's an interesting it's an interesting TED talk. Do you do you have the link to it still? No, I don't. But I can. It's a pretty easy one to look up. I'll look, I'll look it up and I'll send it to you so you can post it. Excellent. <laughs> Mostly so I can watch it, but you know maybe somebody else is interested <laughs> in it too. Uh, or you know maybe maybe so I can get stressed while watching it and just yell at the computer. Oh, oh. Ha ha. Find it. So what oh, are we talking about today? While while Jimmy's looking that up, Jesse, you remember what we're talking about today? Remote. Depositing um, something. Hold on. Wait. What do you What do you think it is? What What could it be? <laughs> Show me the money, man. Show me the That's, money. It's cash. <laughs> it's cash. I can't hold oh. Okay, we're remote remote depositing cash. So uh, early approaches to this was that, like I said at the end of the last episode, I hadn't researched it yet at all, despite my much and an, much anticipated. Uh, getting to get the getting to of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did look some stuff up, but before we get into that, Jimmy, do you think that this is at all possible? I believe that all things are possible. Naturally. That's why you are good for this show. Jesse, do you I, think this is possible? 
<sighs> no. Oh, I'm so shocked. So I think I think it is possible. Sure, I think it's incredibly unlikely. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It, it's just one of those things where it's like there are a lot of factors that need to happen, and I believe that some of the factors are also all the same factors that need to have to just eliminate in cash, anyways. So you get, you know, it's like one of the like the the two the two goals are very hand in hand for most of the parts, and I feel like. In order to make this, well, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what you think, Kyle. Uh, you start off with your. I have a couple of, of thoughts in my head of like challenges that I see right away with it, just from oh, yeah. a pract- practicality standpoint. So and- that, that, there are certainly some big challenges to it. Like I'm, I'm not disputing that this sounds really harebrained, but you're absolutely right with where you are leading to. Is every everything I researched about it kind of led towards the same road that it was like, well. The hurdles that the hurdles that it would take to overcome to be able to remote deposit cash, which I'm going to define right now here, is if, if any of you use mobile banking on your phones, I write you a personal check. All you have to do to cash that personal check or any check for that matter is endorse it, take a picture of the front and a picture of the back in your bank's mobile app, and that check is well on its way to being deposited. You hold on to the check until... You know, either it clears or whatever, however long you want to keep it for, but at least until it clears. Um, And then it's just not worth anything anymore. So what I was thinking about that is that checks have a significantly, I mean, they have a significant amount of safety features and they have a significant amount of like identifying marks, such as, you know, your name, the account number, the the routing, routing code at the bottom, and then like, you know, check number, wait, did I say that already? But check number. Is a big one. Nonetheless, uh, dollar like the U.S. dollar and like any denomination thereof has like one pretty long serial number on it that is a unique identifier for that particular bill that tells a lot of things about it as well, like where it was minted. I mean, it's paper, but like where it was minted and uh, like printed. I, I think they say printed. Do they say printed for that? Then yeah. where it was where it was printed as well as like I think what. Um, like there's a sequence group and a bunch of other things in there. I didn't really look up the serial number portion. I just know that they're unique per bill, um, and they don't get reused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they've ever been reused. Um, however, we have had the same type of dollar bill since I think the the early part of the like the 1900s. I think it's 1912. Mm. 20. Tw- 27 was that? 20, the- no, I think 23. Yeah, I did. I did look up to see when the last time our <laughs> our currency was like re revamped and it was it wasn't all too long ago but it was longer than most modern countries have gone without redesigning their dollar um there's actually oh 1929 there we go 29 hasn't has not changed significantly since 1929 when the older larger notes used at the time they changed the shrink killed the stock market you really want to do that again Bah, yeah. <laughs> hey, correlation does not necessarily mean causation. Let's just talk about that for a second. <laughs> Whoever said something like that? Smart, smart people who want to dig into the real problems, Jesse. <laughs> like hearing hockey through the through the podcast. I'm not. I'm not even on the score page. Okay, whatever. You, you'd be proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. I wouldn't blame you at this point. Um. So that being said, the way I envision this happening is that 
much like remote depositing your checks, you would take a picture of the dollar bill or the denomination of bill that it was. Um, and then, then, then that, that particular piece of paper is out of circulation. Um, I don't believe that this would be something interesting to look up. I don't believe it's incredibly expensive to print cash. It's not super stable. So they don't treat it like it's expensive to print it. Um, the process might be the, the most expensive part, but certainly printing it isn't. Uh, but I, I don't really understand how it would be if, if it costs more or less the same as a check, why that wouldn't be a possibility. Now, obviously, you could just pick up that cash and take it to go pay for something after it's out of circulation. So how do you check that? But it's really like it's no different than any of the other evolutions we've made in payment systems is that, OK, so like the same way they started scanning checks, if you've been to any anywhere in the last 30 years um, where they would run the check through a little like check checker system at the register, you would have to do the same with the cash. But like, yes, that deployment's very wide and that's very like involved, but it's no more involved than we've done with credit card machines or than with other point of sale machines. And frankly, back to that point, that that is kind of where it leads to the like, well, the deployment of the deployment of these like machines to track the the paper cash or change as well. Uh, what that would take would be the same amount of effort and involvement that it would take to just issue an entirely different payment system altogether, like Square Cash or mm-hmm. Venmo or RFID related like payment systems, which is where we're already on our way to. So instead of changing it twice, why don't we just get rid of the cash altogether? And that's kind of where the research led me. The furthest thing I found to anything that is remote depositing cash is BB&T and several other banks, but BB&T explained it, I think, the, the best. They called it um, on-site deposit, remote deposit capture, and all re- really all it all it was is it's kind of like a an in faith acceptance of your daily sales. So like you you essentially just tell them how much cash you made, and uh, and it'll allow you to like utilize those funds before they act, before the bank actually possesses them. Mm. Um, and so they basically what do they say? They say simplify simplify reconciliation through automation. So. You know your 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 point of sale system, or your books or whatever you're using for your store, report to the bank how much money you made for the day, and they essentially, in good faith, allow you to have those funds in your account, and then they reconcile it once they actually receive the money. Mm-hmm. So, it like a, they say it adds five hours to the banking day, which is is what it is. But um, it allows like the businesses to utilize and collect those funds sooner um, to convert the cash quicker which is really like that that would be the point of it the you know it's not because depositing cash is an arduous process uh it's the getting getting the funding from cashing the cash like putting the the, the cash in a bank that uh that is poses the problem yeah the interesting thing is i was thinking about this today a little bit and uh, uh i was thinking about like when I first was thinking about this, I was like, "This is there's no there's so many problems, and well, there's not really so many problems. The biggest problem is what you talked about earlier: is taking the cash out of circulation and then spending it again. So if you were to do that, you basically would have to make all cash transactions illegal because yeah. unless unless everybody, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe you could do it with like smartphones. Like if every smartphone had a cash checker app on it, every time that you take a take a ten bucks from somebody or like they they pay you for something else, you would have to have the ability to scan it on site to see if it's in circulation or not. 
before you accepted it. Uh, yeah, but like, wouldn't you want to? So, like, let's say you and I are doing a hand-to-hand transaction. Like, hey, you owe me twenty bucks, so you hand me a twenty. Wouldn't I want to check to make sure that that's an actual valid twenty? Because you could, even without like us doing this remote deposit cash thing, like I- I'm gonna like want to like know that money's valid. Mm-hmm. It, like to know that you didn't hand me like funny money in some way. Okay. Um, so you, I mean, you can do the same amount of damage I think now that you could then. You just have an extra step that, which I agree, is a problem. I'm not saying it's not. No, you are you're you're getting into the weeds here with with regard to what I think is the larger problem. Oh, but what's the problem? What's the larger problem? Is not having cash at all. Why is that a large problem? <laughs> why why isn't it? I think the burden of proof is on you. Well, like I, I think we're mostly cashless now anyway, and like Jimmy and I specifically do have like a really good frame of reference being that Jimmy the best because Jimmy was in a cash almost cash only society for what, a year? How yeah. long were you in China for? Yeah. A year. So, like, over there, it's like I was hard-pressed to be able to use my credit card anywhere, much less, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, I think the problems there, like, it just paying for things took longer and, like, you're caring a lot more. Now, granted, like, petty theft isn't as huge of a deal there, but it is a deal. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, you know, carrying carrying money on you in any degree, like, does allow you to lose it easier, whether it be by falling out of your pocket or somebody stealing it from you. Um, so I, like, I, I mean, I guess if the burden of proof is on me or burden of, burden of evidence is on me, I, I don't know why it would, we're, like, we're almost there anyway as an American society. Like, I don't even hand friends cash anymore. I haven't done that in years. I, like, mm-hmm. PayPal my friends or Venmo or, the you problem. Know, take the your problem pick. is not, not using cash. The problem is, the problem is there not being anything there. You're right now. You're when you pay on PayPal or Venmo, you transfer. It's just a number on a screen, right? But it's not right. just a number on a screen. That person can cash it out anytime and get get actual money. Well, yeah, but I got terrible. I, I got terrible a, news for you, huge, though. No, you do not. I do. But I got terrible news for you. Go ahead. So where's the value of that dollar anyway? It's not backed by anything. It's to say it's mm-hmm. it's no different than moving bits around from uh, Venmo to Venmo. Isn't it? I. It's I, worth I, something I, because everybody says it's worth something. That's it. It's not backed by gold. You're right. Yes. It's not backed by anything. It's just that, that it's is a what green I piece of paper that everybody says is worth something. But it's tangible. Okay. I think but there's, like a, what? there's a huge psychological difference between a piece of paper that you can touch and a number seven on a screen that is just pixels. Sure, but how much do you think one Bitcoin to the U.S. dollar is right now? I have no clue because it does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You don't care at all? Well, I know Bitcoin. you're going to tell me, so sure, I care. Okay, the Bitcoin is uh, one thousand five hundred fifty-nine and fifty cents to the one Bitcoin. Yeah. Wow, that's that's quite a lot. It is how quite a bit, lot. I'm actually very impressed. How many Bitcoin have you amassed? I have amassed no Bitcoins, but it like that to me is no different than me amassing stock in Apple or Google. 
Okay. I'm going to check Bitcoin volume just to check. <clears throat> Ever watch uh, Mr. Robot? No. I guess that conversation's over. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It has a lot to do with what we're talking about, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna explain it. Okay. I've, I've seen only season one. I hear that that there's more than that, but no. it's pretty good. Well, I think Jesse makes an interesting point of saying that, like, you do need. It is. I guess psychologically, is really strange not having cash. So. It, it's a I guess it's an interesting I don't know if the transition would be that hard though we could get rid of I'm kind of thinking Jesse do you think it would be the same phenomenon if we changed everything to coin instead of paper or do to, you uh, to like metal coins yeah like if we changed like we got rid of the dollar bills and we just made coins <clears throat> which I would totally be in favor for instead of Paper I, I would I yeah. would give you that mechanically. I would prefer that. Yeah, like a twenty dollar coin and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't, then, no, I don't think. I think that would be. Yeah, and then, I, I think people would go for that. What I don't, I think that that when it's just, it's video game money. You know, it's I don't. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not. Yeah, but really we anything. But our, our society has accepted that as actual monetary value, though. Oh, the world like there's a thing. Amongst other things, like I mean, mobile gaming, you can buy credits slash dollar, like whatever currency exists in the game. You can buy with that real with money, you, with U.S. money. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying like, and that's a that I've never handed iTunes like a dollar twenty nine for upselling me an in app purchase. Though I'm never yeah, going to they, hand them physical cash. But they can take your your money transfer and pull out a dollar and one quarter if they wanted to. Yeah, but think from about all the think about bank. all the problems that they like solve by not ever like by the dollars never ever actually moving anywhere. Like there's no bank to store them. Okay. There's just That's good. repositories of information that have who owns what, which is the same thing a bank is now. Like somebody could hack your bank account and say that you know, your the, all the money that's in your bank account now now is in my bank account and you have zero dollars. You couldn't pull anything out if you wanted to. Well, I so how's that any different? I think I think what's interesting is that it goes if you you know you look at the other terms for cash or money. There's the word note, right? Like right. It's it it's an actual like it's it's like Jesse was saying earlier. It's something that we have all said that we have, we in some ways a dollar a, a value of whatever piece of paper we put to it is just an agreement of this is worth this, and with this many this is you can buy a chicken. <laughs> because it used to all be, it used to all be like, I have a chicken, and if I give you twenty chickens, that equals a horse. And then now we have a thing that is a unit that we all agree to. Ah, see, but that that so I, I want to throw a wrench in that that portion of the discussion because you know me and my wrenches. Do it. Uh, we did not agree on anything of what this the value of the dollar is, and it is not an agreement that you and I have. It is a, the government has mandated. That I must accept that as payment for a debt or, or a charge. Or it's, I mean, are we talking and about like I, the actual value of the dollar or just deciding that, hey, this thing? No, is in, in general, in general, I, I mean, if I'm a business in the U.S., I am required to take that money or required to take payment with that, with that, with the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I like they, they have agreed on our behalf, which in theory we voted for them. So I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. But that that's one aspect of it is that the U.S. government has decided we are using the U.S. dollar. I can't pay you in Bitcoin for any legal transfer of money. Yeah, you can't unless we're your, doing currency your, exchange. Yeah, you can't pay your taxes in Bitcoin, right? No, no, of course not. Um, and you can't. So that's one portion taxes, of it, which would be cool. No, that would be amazing. <laughs> that that's one portion of it. But the second portion of it was that. We, we haven't decided what the value of the U.S. dollar is. Somebody else has, the market mostly. But, but isn't that like, we? Isn't that us, the greater we, though, the market? No, 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 no. That involves, like, like the way our trade works and imports and exports. Like, I mean, if we start making a billion cars in the U.S. and we're not consuming a billion cars in the U.S., like a, a day or a year or whatever, then the value of cars will go skyrocket down. If that's a term, that's not a term. It'll go into the floor because sure. the, there's more supply than there is demand, mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think there's any difference for currency. I feel like Jesse has something to say about this. He's just not speaking up. Yeah. <laughs> the economics is a, is a really strange thing, and I wish I knew more about it. And I wish that I could. Uh, I wish once I started getting into it today during my study hour. I was really, I really thought, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Not to the depositing thing, but to the cash. No, to the cash thing, absolutely. There's, it is a a mountain of, of debate. Um, And I, of course, as you heard, have my opinion, but there's a lot of smart people who have the opposite. But, um, Basically, basically, if we agree that uh, hair follicles have value, then we're all growing our own cash. And if we, uh, if everybody says, "Okay, I'll accept hair follicles as a form of payment," you know, some yeah. are going to be richer than others, but we all, <laughs> we all have some. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, Milton Freeman said that it has money. It has. Money has value because everybody thinks it has value, and it's the same. It's the same with any kind of currency. A cow has value to a, an agrarian society because everybody needs cows, and everybody kind of agrees. Okay, a cow is our basic unit of of compensation. Yeah, we can we can give and receive a cow, and it kind of it's the same for everybody, and it's a unit of payment, but it's also something you can actually use. But then, if a if a person from the country wants to take their cow into the city and buy, you know, city goods, gasoline or something like that, then it's not it, the rate isn't the same because if the cow's not worth anything in the city and oh, but that gets into different markets though, right? Because the the value for a cow changes based yeah, exactly. on where you're at, which is so, where. Which is where having something abstract that's just a representation of value uh, eventually becomes necessary for a society. Mm-hmm. So if we, as a as a Western developed society, decide <clears throat> that pixels on a screen are are an adequate, uh, you know, representation of of a compensation unit, then. Everybody says that, and then that's what it is. And you're not wrong to say that that's basically what we have, because in essence, I haven't touched, 
actual money and I don't know. It's I go weeks at a time yeah. without having cash money in my hands and I don't I don't think anything about it. But I think there I, would be I think and it gets in so this is where we we <laughs> we dip our toe into an even larger hill of beans or a can of worms, I guess. It, which is the the gold standard, and where do you stand? Where do you where do you fall down on the gold standard? Well, where do you fall down on the gold standard? Uh, I do not know. I've I've read I've read down to both sides, and I just I don't have I <laughs> I don't know. What is, uh, <laughs> what is, is the so... basic definition of the gold standard? The gold standard is every every dollar, and I, I forget what it was up until 1971. That's when the U.S. abandoned the gold standard, which was you a terrible think, idea. Terrible. In theory, thank you, thank you, libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in theory, you could you could grab your dollar, take it down to wherever government. I don't think they would ever actually have done this, but in theory, your dollar would get you, you could trade it for an actual hunk of gold or whatever. In in uh, in Britain, it's a lot easier to, to talk about because they have the pound, so that mm-hmm. is one pound of sterling silver. Oh, interesting. So they don't, they're also off their their sterling uh, standard. I think all developed countries are now. Which well, actually, really... like, the U.S. for a short bit did have silver, like, what were they called? Silver notes or silver promissory? I actually have a couple of them. Huh. They're just packed away somewhere. But, uh, yeah, Being like, for there was a... No sh- doubt. I'm sorry? Appreciating, no doubt. Yeah, that's totally what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually have a fair amount of like old U.S. currency from my ancestors. <laughs> That's not the point, but <laughs> but yeah, like we've used other things, but like that. Yes, to Jesse's point, I would prefer they're much much like. I mean, it's kind of like validates what Jesse said earlier about like I can always go to the bank and pull out actual cash. Like I would, I would prefer there to be some other thing that I can go and pull out, but. Mm-hmm. That kind of ruins my ruins my other thing, which is like I just don't like gold's not a real investment in my opinion, which is my opinion. Yeah. It's not like I'm a great investor, so nobody take anything I just said for anything other than rampant stupidity. But I will tell you, gold has appreciated so much. I lost my wedding ring about four years ago. Does Becky know you lost it? Yeah. Oh, good, because otherwise bought, you just told it. I bought the same one again. Exactly the same, and it was at least twice as much as it was when we first got married, and that was only a few years later. Let's see, do a quick math. Eight years. Bought the first one. Eight years later, it's gold. <laughs> it was so much more expensive. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. No, it wasn't quite double. It wasn't quite double, but it was almost. It's crazy. So, so I actually I found a very good article about the gold standard that I'll I'll post. Okay. Explaining like literally everything about it in regards to the US dollar. 
but it can't tell me what opinion I should have. <laughs> no, I no, it, it can't. Tell, <laughs> tell me that. No, but actually, like, did you give your opinion? What is your opinion? I don't have one. I don't know. There's there's merit on both sides. And, and you didn't uh, settle on one side or the other? No, not this time. This is the this is what always happens. What well, always? Well, it's not possible. Okay, it might be possible a little bit, but no, it's not possible. No. Except for that one time you said yes it was possible and we almost like stopped the podcast. <laughs> I've said that a few times. Okay, you're right. I'm just teasing you. <sighs> Jimmy, what about you? Like being that you it sounds like just heard of the gold standard. <laughs> Well, I kind of knew what it was. I just, I haven't really taken a lot of, I, I knew that we abandoned it and my my years of public schooling were not that great. <laughs> so. It's I cool. Didn't, I didn't pay attention either. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I had to look it up. No, I knew, I knew something about it, but I didn't know much. I was also trying to reach out to the, our viewers or, or viewer that may not, or listeners that may not know. I hope nobody's viewing us. <laughs> that would be really weird. be a little creepy because we, we haven't allowed them for that. Yeah. Uh, you think no, we I don't know. It's kind of an interesting concept. Live or something? What? what happened? <laughs> Jesse's suggesting okay. nonsense. Okay, never mind. That's a <laughs> uh, It's an interesting thing to think about. Like, if... It, it makes sense to have the dollar bill always go back to a chunk of gold. But, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to why we had to go away from that, mainly because it, it limits you from scaling. And you know, gov- I, I would imagine most governments use the ability of, of printing money as a way of, like, I guess it would automatically create inflation. And I think that could, uh, I like kind of like what Kyle said, I, don't, I, I would like to learn a lot more about economics and I don't have any any concept of it really uh except for some small macro points but not a whole lot Mm. but i imagine they got away from the gold standards so they had the ability to print and create more money as they would i mean i guess it doesn't doesn't really oh you mean you mean devalue the dollar yeah right totally it gives them that ability yeah to devalue because i was going to ask about your your ring being so much more expensive i was going to ask has gold gotten more expensive, or is that just proof that the value has gotten so much worse, or the value of the dollar has gotten so much worse over time? Oh, that's a really that's a good question because that it it, it some people will say. I mean, that's what I've always asked about. Like when people invest in things, like invest in gold and invest in silver. I go, what is exactly is that proving? Because we base so much of our currency based off of those rare metals, because those metals are. At, as far as I understand, I don't know if it's still true or not, but I think all of those metals are actually more rare than the other, right? Like gold is gold is not it, gold is not as common as bronze or silver, right? That's why it's more expensive. I used to think that was the case with diamonds, and then I found out that like people find diamonds in rivers. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't so, know why. I saw an article as I was fishing around today, and it said why why is gold the basis of currency or something like that that was a headline but i didn't read it oh. if i had read it i could tell you oh. well i will tell you I'm this sure is like I'm sure it's just a google away so this article that okay. is talking about the gold standard and said uh, let's see here it doesn't say what it doesn't say what gold was when we stopped the standard but it was about 20 bucks an ounce 
1934. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks and 20 bucks an ounce. In yeah, 20, $20.67 an ounce. And then in 1934, they bumped it up to $35 an ounce. So how much do you think it is today? Uh, well, if in 1934, if it's at least as much as an electrician got paid like 15 cents an hour, I would say Ooh. it's 400 and $750 an ounce. Wow. Jesse, you were actually really close with that very like subdued statement. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what said, did you say, Jesse? I said it's probably about as much as Bitcoin. Oh, wow. I was off then. You were very off. So it's actually down $8.20 today, but it is $1,241.60 per ounce. God, I thought I was jumping up high enough, but I was not. No, I know. I could tell where you were going. I'm like, oh, he's never going to get close because he thinks $700 is more than the 400 you just said. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's really curious. That was actually that was an interesting way to, to guess it, though, Jesse. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So that being said, like, not not that we tried to pull a slide of hand on you, listener, listeners, all five <laughs> of you, but uh, l- let's go ahead and ask the question then. Jesse, is it possible to get rid of cash altogether? You know, I would say no, but we've already come a long way towards it, and I think that that not having anything real tangible to base our current currency situation on that we we essentially just have pieces of paper and mm-hmm. promises of goods or services returned for pieces of paper and uh, that kind of thing I think I think it might possible but I don't feel like it's a good idea do you do you care to share with the audience why I don't know it's just too volatile you know if, if a group of people decided you know what money <laughs> those pieces of paper are not worth what they used to be any any group of people with any kind of sway I know I know we have the law that says you have to accept this this as a payment for debts but somebody could just decide you know what I am starving and I will not give you any gas unless you give me food right uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna go fight city hall and say that guy won't give me any gas unless I give him bread. You know, they can just somebody with the resource that everybody needs could just say, "Nope, we are not barter only." That. Yeah, this is no longer that paper is worthless. Which is what we would do in an anarchi- anarchistic mm-hmm. condition, right? Probably. That's the you would, you would only accept something that you knew you could turn around and get equal value for something else that yeah. you needed. So, I mean, yeah, if if the government broke down and everybody was on their own, you know, even gold, even gold would be worthless then. Right. You would need something tangible, something useful in itself, not not a representation of value. 
you know, potato chips or something. <laughs> Chinese food, that's not bad. Twinkie. Mm. There you go. <laughs> the Aztecs used uh, cacao beans. Ooh. As their currency. They would use Cut. They had mainly a barter society, but they would, uh, they would make up the difference with the beans. Mm, so they were trading with chocolate. Yes. Food of the awesome. gods. They were. <laughs> and then they, uh, the Spanish came and just dumped a bunch of beans in the, in the water because they didn't value them the same. Jeez. So. Rough, rough crowd, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, they, and they killed them all. So. Oh, see that? I was trying to avoid that portion of the story. Okay, Jimmy, do you think it's possible to get rid of cash? Um, I would say yes, but I think it might, in some strange way, require us going back to the gold standard. Oh, I like, see, where uh, your credits or whatever are based yeah, on. Whatever, okay. like, I can see us getting rid of cash, but we would have to base it on something. We would have to base it on some value that's that... Because I guess the reason why you use something like sterling silver or like gold or why it works well is because it it in some way is it can be used in any culture in any country really mm-hmm. and like that that thing so like if I guess if every single culture got up to a point where some digital thing I'm gonna use Bitcoin as an example because it's the only thing that kind of exists right now that's like that but like if you had like because Bitcoin you probably know more about it than I do, but Bitcoin creates its value based off of how hard the algorithm it is to mine it, right? So there's a there's a computer that's used to mine. I might be totally butchering this. I haven't looked at it in a really long time. But like, from what I understand is that you need to have a machine that knows a, an algorithm and is tr- constantly trying to solve said algorithm to mine a Bitcoin. And the more machines you have working on it, the more Bitcoin you can mine, right? Sure. So like that, and each time that a Bitcoin is mined, it makes it harder and harder to uh, to mine the next one. So that's where it's it's. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but I understand that it, it it's creating its own code to make it harder the next time. So it's creating its own scarcity. So if you had something like that, like everything goes back to a value of a Bitcoin, and all of these digital. <coughs> excuse me, sorry all of these digital bits are units of said thing, then you might be able to get rid of cash. But you have to, I think Jesse's right that you have to base it on something. I think, think it's really, I think it's really hard to base pixels off of just... So that's that's nothing. interesting. It's an interesting point. Uh, if you think about the stock market, that's basically its own currency. They don't, they don't necessarily deal with money the same way they deal in shares of companies mm-hmm. and in theory you know you, but you know you can have you get dividends from the shares you own in your company and you can sell the shares but we see we see shares of different companies being valued and devalued and gaining and splitting and it's just such a it is so much closer to what to a cashless system than than what the rest of us use. But and it's not it's based even less on something tangible. It's based on 
the earning potential of, or the the perceived earning potential of a, a company, you know, making uh, black water with bubbles and selling it. I can't wait for that. That's Coca Cola. I was I was intending to mean Coca Cola. Oh fuck! <laughs> I ruined it. But well, um, you know, as well, soon as a lot of people decide that they don't like Coke, you know, what's the Coke stock worth? Pepsi you can't give it away. You can't give it away, right? <laughs> so or, or if you make a racist comment or something. Or a sexist yeah. comment. Wait, what did Pepsi do in their ad? They did something stupid. What about um, United? I wonder what United stock did, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It plummeted. Yeah, it did not do well, that's for certain. It's right back where it is now, so it would have been up. But I <laughs> don't know why they think they'll just buy 100 shares. <laughs> yeah. I almost did that with Radio Shack. And Radio Shack's climbing, or is it all gone now? I no, Radio Shack is still there. They're still oh, there. Oh, they are? No, Sp- really? Sp- yeah, Sprint, Sprint bought them and redeployed. Okay. Redeployed, like, Sprint stores to, like, areas where they were just Radio Shack, so they're pretty much hmm. synonymous now. Uh, the value of a brand. That's uh, That can't be understated. Now we're getting in. We're really getting in the weeds. That's a different part of <laughs> economics, man. <laughs> Okay, well... There was, there was a lot of interesting stuff to this, which I really didn't... I, honestly, sorry, Kyle, but I did not think this was going to be intriguing. But No, that is that's that is completely fair. I, I really... Like, I, as I got, like, very very quickly after I got into the research, I was like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to this topic. That's, uh, that's fantastic. And then I was like, yeah, okay, the reason there's nothing to this topic, though, is because the solution is to get rid of cash altogether. Why would we even bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a that's a far greater impossibility in my mind, for reasons yeah. that you listed. So, so you think you're also going to go with impossible? Um, I'm going to go with unlikely and not say it's impossible. Right. I, I think it's totally possible to get rid of cash. It's I, like it is completely a hesitation society or certain parts of society, such as myself and you, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Jimmy probably to some degree too, or if not, when he's older, um, mm-hmm. that. It, it just like they, having the, something tangible with it, just like I'm all about forward thinking and the technology and stuff. I just can't, I can't let it go. I'm actually trying to use cash more for purchasing because uh, kind of touching on something you said earlier at the beginning of the episode, Jesse, it's like, it, I mean, there are so many studies that prove that you spend more when you're not physically holding the cash mm-hmm. or the thing of value. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually at least one of the articles that I'm going to post that's one of the opening statements is that it's known that you spend more when you use uh, credit cards or cards in general to pay for things. Yeah. So that being said, me and me and my wife, at least that is very true of us. And so we're trying to be better about paying with cash just to make us think about it for no other reason. Yeah. yeah I saw that, but the same article said, well, Hey, why not? What, what's wrong with that? Everybody knows the economy does better when more money's moving around. Maybe that's a reason to get rid of cash. Well, that that was the they framed they were framed it they were framing it that way. Is that like well, obviously people spend more it bolsters the economy, and it's like okay, fine. Like I guess that's a reason to do it, but I personally, for me, I don't like that idea. That's just me. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I don't I don't love it, but I think 
I think we could do it. I mean, we're 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 farther along than I think most people realize. Well, I, like I I didn't I when I was a kid and we would talk about this as a concept. Like I never really thought we'd be this far this quick, where we're we're virtually on the edge. Like I said, one of the like major counter arguments was, well, like how do you pay your family for things? And it's like that's that's like not even the hesitation now. <laughs> like I, I I don't even think like. Like I said, I have never I, – I think as an adult, I've never even exchanged cash with anybody because even when I was like sharing rent with a roommate, like I would either write a check to them or I like – PayPal has been around a real long time. I've used mm-hmm. PayPal for transactional things like that for a while mm-hmm. um, just because of its convenience and I don't have to worry about like, oh, I didn't go to the bank today or, oh, I don't have checks on me because God knows those are annoying. Like – you know, I just I, I agree with you, Jesse. I think we're I think we're just going to end up there. And we're going to be like, how did we get here again? And we won't have to ever make a conscious effort to get rid of cash. It'll just be so inconvenient. Nobody will want to use it. Yeah. Did you see some of the stats on how many transactions are cash versus card? Uh, I, I thought I read like if, I mean, if I did, what I think I remember reading is that there's an astonishing amount of cash transactions still mm-hmm. more Basically. more than more than we think. Yeah, they're basically equal right now. The counting each, each for more than more than a third. So it was Jeez. like thirty-eight percent to thirty-six percent. Wow! Which I get, you know, that's almost that's more than two thirds together. So the other ones are are check and, and PayPal and whatever, but just credit card and cash together. They're almost they're really they're way closer to equal than I thought they would be. Right, so right, and that, right yeah. about saying that there's a lot of more cash transactions than we probably think, and a higher percentage happening in the real world than are than we are each conducting. Right. Well, we've we've effectively beat this dead horse. So, uh, what are we talking about next time? Anybody know? I know. It's good because I think it's your I think it's your topic. It is. It's the one that I want to do. It's. Uh, it's going to be a deep one. I hope, oh no! I hope it'll be fun. I hope it'll be. I hope there's a, a level at which we can engage it. That'll be something that we can actually bite off. But it's a. Uh, it's the scientific method. Is the scientific method real? Is it actual? Something that we can rely on? Is it? Oh, interesting. Valid? Or is it outdated? And and should we dispense with it and get on? Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. I can't wait. Well, let's hope. Let's hope there's as much good stuff there as there was today. Yeah. Mm. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time. Indeed. Thanks for joining us today. Visit ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.